VHS and chill. He's also got a crush on a girl called Sarah. A blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl next door. She looks a bit like you, Jeff. Oh, if you thank were, you. If you were like a, a, a girl next door in I, the 60s. I thought she looked very German or Scandinavian. <laughs> I do. Heavy set. Yeah. Oh, what an interesting pod game. <laughs> oh, I was just about to put on my uh, Autobahn LP if you wanted to listen. <laughs> it's this crazy new sound from Munich. <laughs> I'm glad you decided to buy this place. I'm sure that you and your kids will be very happy here. Every house has secrets. Everybody in town thinks the place is haunted. But what happened in this house? Little Alan Parrish. He just vanished about uh, 25 years ago. It's a mystery that began a long time ago when Alan Parrish was just a young boy who made an incredible discovery. Jumanji. Hello, everyone. Welcome to VHS and Chill, a bi-weekly film podcast where we go through some classics from the 80s, the 90s, maybe even the noughties. Uh, I'm one of the hosts, Rudy, and with me, as always, is a little boy from Down Under who will not be shamed for his kinks, Jeffrey Kill. I was going to say, I think that's me. I was hoping to get the cherub treatment this episode, but I'll, I'll, take, I'll take the scamp. name. I like little that. Scamp. Yeah. <laughs> I'll take the kinks. <laughs> and uh, with me, as always, is um, a little Irish cherub. Huge oh. fan of the kinks. <laughs> <laughs> Roisin Mulligan. <laughs> I'm very into rings. And by that I mean rings over my head because I'm a little cherub. Uh, okay, nice. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for that introduction, Rudy. That's uh, all right. Keeping it topical as promised. Very topical. <laughs> well, I am wearing a NASA shirt. Well, I tried to slip that in, but I thought that's not... Science isn't funny, is um, it? Do you not think... You got something funny about science? Yes. Um, actually, this shirt that I'm wearing is a NASA shirt. Uh-huh. And on the sleeve, uh-huh. which I didn't realize when I bought it, it says, I need my space. Oh. Aye, very strong. Classic. Yeah. Although when I see like um, a non-branded NASA shirt now, I think it's like some sort of flat earth meme or something. Mm. Like NASA <laughs> is a fraud. Something like that. Yeah. I think that's the one Roisin bought. <laughs> yeah, I'm very, I'm very into NASA. I'm into science. That's my kink. What's yours? <laughs> All right. uh, Mars my, is my kink. My kink <laughs> the is... Mars Rover yeah. is my kink. It's highly specific. <laughs> uh, my kink probably get your head down, 9.30, 10. <laughs> <laughs> Up at eight, get out for a Responsibility run. is your king. God, that's so Growing nice. a business. <laughs> all right. Are we all well? We're all well, thank you. I confirmed. <laughs> well, it's hard to know when you're riffing. Because <laughs> yeah. behind the laughter can be, you know, torment. Behind, behind yeah. the riff yeah. can be absolute destruction. Yeah. I think I'm, uh, I'm in a really bad place. <laughs> and now Frodo Jeff. <laughs> Thank you for that throw. I'll receive it with open arms. Uh, I'm going to go into the year of this of this week's film. We're uh, back in the 90s, which is quite exciting. Mid. Midpoint. 95 Oof. to be exact. And to be even more exact, December 95. Mm. So I thought we've done the year at this point. Let's do the month of said year. Oh, and I've actually gosh. got three events specific to all of us, which I'm going to go into. Let's start with little Roisin. Hello. December 1995. What do you reckon happened in Ireland? It was a big one. Oh, Jesus Christ. Was there a bomb? There was a, a bomb of sensuality that hit the press. Playboy magazine back on sale 
after 36 years. I ah, had it. The nuns kept it out. <laughs> I remember the very day. <laughs> I've got my they copy. Were, they were fucking on the streets. It's yeah. like it's like VE day. Fucking <laughs> yeah. in the streets. Yeah. There was a, a sailor was snogging a woman in Times Square. <laughs> <laughs> Gave an icon. <laughs> Although well, questions now are bound over consent. <laughs> um, one for little old Jeffy, December 95. A little Ricky Ponting was on Ooh. debut at my home ground, The Wacker. No way. And hit 96 okay, against what, Sri Lanka. What a ripper. What a knock. Uh, eh? What a good, that's not that, bad innings. That's not no. a bad innings at all for your firsty. And for little old Rudy. I've actually got a little quiz question here with this one. Go on. This is Average house Essex prices. related. It's, there's no house prices involved. Three drug dealers, sadly. Essex, oh, the Essex Boys murders. Part of the Essex yeah. Boys were found fatally shot. In Rettendon. Oh, that was my fucking question. In what small village near South End on Sea, Rettendon, which is part of the larger village of. Battlesbridge? Chelmsford. Uh, way off. Chaz the city. <laughs> well, I don't yeah. know. That was closest on the map. Yeah, there, there's, there's been about half a dozen B move like knockoff guy Richie B movies about that event. So for one the, of them oh, is called Essex Boys. For the audience and for myself included, who were the Essex Boys? There's just a gang? Just some drug dealers that got shot. I don't know why it's such big news and so many films we made about well, it. Well, slain in cold blood in well, small Rettendon. I mean, you deal drugs. You, you, you pay take your price. risk. You take your risk. Yeah. Okay. You roll the dice. Yeah. <laughs> Rudy's yeah. a firm man. Well, I thought the Elton John song was too much. Um, <laughs> what, what, what Saturday song? night's all right for finding out. A cannon and a wind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, one quick note, though, about the year of this film. I find it weird back in the day when there were staggered releases because on some sites it says that Jumanji, which is this week's film, title drop, came out in February 96. Because that's when it came out in the UK. I feel like that doesn't happen as much uh, anymore with yeah. the internet. So I streamed, with, with I streamed it on Amazon and it said 96. So I wasn't right. sure if I was watching the right film. Yeah, so. confusing, eh? Yes. So, little tidbit. Well, thanks for clearing that up for me. <laughs> no, <Yeah>. no problem. <laughs> and, well, I've just kind of ruined the surprise. But I'll throw to Roisin with bated breath. To reveal the film of this week. Well, I don't know why we ever try to keep it a surprise because if <laughs> someone's playing, like someone's literally going to look at their phone or computer and see the title. Like, yeah, but maybe but they we're, think we're going to fake it. One we're day. literally yeah. always like, well, what film is it? It's <laughs> yeah. 95. It's an action movie. What could it be? Would you describe Heat. this as action? <laughs> I, I would describe this as like a little bit of everything. Madcap <laughs> action. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's got everything, this movie. But kink. <laughs> it's got a it's bit of kink. It's got a bit of kink. Yeah. <laughs> if you're into like giant vaginal flowers. Yeah. Well, well yeah, I was going to say it's the ivy, isn't it? That's the kink. Ooh, yeah. getting all wrapped up in ivy. Ooh. <laughs> <laughs> it's like a Japanese like uh, hentai yeah. movie. Oh, God. Yeah. Anyway, let's get into it, shall we? Act one. I will start us off, not with a haiku, but with a Jumanji-themed poem. Oh. Family board game with a twist. Alan Parrish is going to be pissed. Oh, wouldn't you just be pissed? Mm. Yes. Living it up, this little boy Parrish? Yeah, so we... Talk of the town, isn't he? He really is. Wow, he needs to stand up for himself, but... He needs to stand up for himself, but he's got familial wealth. 
talk of the town, you know? Luckily, <laughs> he's, he's got that shoe wealth. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's not like China are going to become the workshop of the world anytime soon. <laughs> so we, we get introduced to little Alan Parrish living in New England. His father owns a shoe factory. He's got a bit of a dysfunctional relationship with his dad, but his dad loves him very much. Mm. And one day they get into an argument and Alan's getting bullied. He runs off. And what should he hear but drums, drums in the dark. That's more like a conga line. It's the ominous conga line sound of Jumanji calling to him. A bongo, a bongo, they drink it in the Congo. Remember that? Yeah, a bongo, I do remember that. Wasn't it controversial for some reason? Well, it was just like racial tropes so right. they they can that marketing <laughs> let's get like that late 90s yeah so this this game jumanji it has a history of about a hundred years because mm. there's a little prologue at the start of some other people playing it may god have mercy on this so. <laughs> <laughs> the den uh he's also got a crush on a girl called sarah a blonde-haired, blue-eyed girl next door. She looks a bit like you, Jeff. If oh, you thank were, you. If you were like a, a, a girl next door in I, the 60s. I thought she looked very German or Scandinavian. Mm-hmm. I do. Heavy set. Yeah. Oh, what an interesting board game. <laughs> oh, I was just about to put on my uh, Autobahn LP if you wanted to listen. <laughs> it's this crazy new sound from Munich. <laughs> <laughs> So they get going on this board game after uh, a turn of events leads her to his house. Uh, she's like, I stopped playing board games five years ago, but she gives it a go when she sees the pie- the pieces are literally moving by themselves. Yeah, because, that would get you into it. Oh, that would get you going. <laughs> What's <wasn't> looking? <laughs> Suddenly. <laughs> Magnets. Yeah. Magnets. And at this point, I've got another one. I guess the board is magnetized. And now there are bats and giant flies. So this isn't a normal board game there's no. something fishy mm-hmm. there's something batty yep um and other adjectives involving, <laughs> involving animals something rhino-y about this game <laughs> something very elephanty. <laughs> they start playing the board game they roll the dice and i liked this this detail it's like a way for those who seek to find a way to leave their world behind. Roll the dice, choose the token. You think the rhyme is going to continue, but then it's like, roll the dice, choose the token, doubles is to try again. <laughs> it's just the rules of the game. Uh, they start playing this game, and um, the first magical clue appears on the board about bats. Oh, bats everywhere. And uh, waiting in a jungle for an unspecified period of time. And sure enough, little Alan Parrish begins to be sucked into the board game whilst bats fly out of the game. Which I thought was kind of like a double whammy. Because usually in Jumanji, it's just one thing at a time. But this was like, bats are released and he gets sucked into the game. Well, the bats hung around, didn't they? They were, And the bats are ageless because they're still around like 30 right, years later. Yeah. They're like still living in the basement. You gotta feel bad for Alan here. He he drew the short straw. He's his father. Yeah, that's yes. an awful Jesus. first go. That's a yeah. terrible fate. That's like, straight to prison. Do not pass go. Like really bad. Yeah. Really. Like all the others you can sort of deal with. But that one is is <laughs> really, really like ups the stakes. So we fast forward about two and a half decades. Things have changed since the 60s, needless to say. A little ropey, the town. little ropey, a little rough around the edges, mm. a lot of heroin addicts. Um, very um, 
Back to the Future, where yeah, it's exactly the same. The town's gone to the docks. Right. And I thought this is like part of the propaganda of America and the West, where like you're always looking back at the idealized past when it's so much better in the past, when it's so mm. much better in the past. Mm-hmm. So like every film falls into that trope. There it's was like so the much death, potential. Yeah, it's like the death of the American dream they're mm-hmm. always like mourning about in Hollywood. Right. And, and yeah, because definitely in the past... Things were a lot better. There, that shoe factory oh, was. That town really, had it all yeah. going for it. The shoe factory, and all that shoe. The thing. other things. Yeah. That they had. School. Yeah. The school. The square. Uh, maybe a diner. <laughs> now the shoe factory has gone under. We meet two little children. Well, they're not so little, I guess. Uh, Judy, played by Kirsten slash Kirsten Dunst, <laughs> and Peter. And um, Peter, who doesn't deserve the actor's name, yeah, some <laughs> nobody, he, yeah. Yeah. he wasn't in Spider Man, so I don't give a yeah, fuck. Yeah. And he looks pretty jowly, and he's middle aged. <laughs> Did you look him up? Uh, yeah, so where, where are they now? Um, uh, yeah, he's lost a lot of hair, which I mean, yeah. like that happens, but he, he, he's not a leading man, he didn't yeah. age as well as yeah. danced. Okay, so they have just lost their parents in a car accident in Canada. Um, and they're being taken in by their aunt. And where should they be moving to mm. but the heroin-addicted town and the old parish place? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I, I love when, like, people say the old so-and-so place. Yeah, right. It's got this history behind it. <laughs> yeah. What happened to houses back in the day? I don't know if you can do it anymore. Where you buy the house and it comes with everything inside. Yeah. Uh, well, that's usually there's been some kind of scandal which meant... The old owners had to flee. They had to flee. Yeah. Well, man, I would t- like if that still exists. I want a flea house. Yeah, but it's like a murder house. Yeah, but look with at purple all the- drapes. Did you see what they had? Like those great grand couches. Yeah, yeah. You know, I mean, baggage. <laughs> also, massive for like an auntie with her two adopted children. Right. <laughs> so I was, big. I was thinking she, uh, and she, she handles. She's really handling the situation quite well, I think, because she's like thirty-four, and yeah. and she's got two kids and her brother's just died but she, like all throughout the movie nothing phases she her she is or, very or, she, 90s chic I she would listens say. to a lot of self help stuff mm. like in the oh car. that's yeah, true yeah, yeah, you yeah. control your destiny yeah, yeah that's true but she's holding it together quite yeah. well I think and quite attractive and very attractive yeah, like, just a passing note <laughs> very attractive a saucy strong mid 30s single woman hello <laughs> With where, a lot of baggage. Where do mm. I apply? <laughs> That's my king. <laughs> Pretty soon after they move in, they start to hear the boop 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 you know, for the for the sci-fi based sequel, mm. bit of muse going mm. through that. Anyway, continue. On. Turn it up. <laughs> this album's great. <laughs> they start to hear the boop a doop a doop boop a doop, and they go and investigate what it is. And lo and behold, it's Jumanji mm. just sitting there, ready to be played, just begging. To be played. <laughs> it's really like luring them, and it, this is quite dark. Like it's it appears as if Jumanji only lures. Like little kids, vulner- yeah, vulnerable children. Yeah, it's like the Pied Piper of, <laughs> of Mentel games. <laughs> um, so they they give it a whirl. They roll the dice, oh. and we get the first of the Jumanji curses. There are twelve Jumanji curses in this Ooh. movie. Can you guess them all? Spiders, yeah. lions, monkeys, 
Bats, Jungle, Van Pelt, Rhino Stampede, mm-hmm. The Vines, Quicksand, Typhoon. Yeah, you're doing really well. Mm. <laughs> uh, the Earthquake thing. Earthquake. Canyon. Quicksand, have we, have we yeah. said yeah. that? Um, there was The Hunter. Yeah, you said that. So there was one more the mosquito. that wasn't clear whether it was like, ju- it just came out of the board by accident or it was an actual curse. Oh. And that was the poison dart flower. Uh, he was part yes. of the vines though, yeah. no? Wasn't yeah. he part, you know, he was or just part of like jungle. The larger family of, of jungle curse. And Robin Williams. And Robin Williams. <laughs> what a curse. I'd take him any day. Oh God. What, what a I? hairy man. <laughs> He's so hairy when he comes oh, out like Tom Hanks and Castaway. <laughs> um, so we got the first of the curses and it is giant mosquitoes. Um, Bingo card. Yeah, Kurt, check that off. Judy bats it away with a with a bat <laughs> and speaking of bats well no wait speaking of monkeys um <laughs> they roll the dice again and then there are monkeys in the kitchen and judy then starts to get suspicious <laughs> wait a second <laughs> it literally is after the giant mosquitoes <laughs> yeah, not convinced. came out of the board that wasn't enough then there is a like a herd of monkeys wrecking the kitchen i wanted to mention with the monkeys I was very impressed by the effects of this film right. throughout. Mm. Apart from spiders? the monkeys. <laughs> I, f- I mean, the spiders were more puppetry, I would mm. say. Mm. But all of the like 3D looked great. But I feel like it, it, it suffered from like early Pixar problems where anything that was like humanoid right. <laughs> was like the hardest to, mm. to make look good. Yeah. And the monkeys looked like trash to be yeah. honest. But the rest looked awesome. I thought the lion looked weird Yeah, as fuck. he was cool. Like yeah. the lion's scary shit. So they, uh, they start this game and um, like for some reason they decide to keep playing. I don't know why. So they read the instructions on the back. Um, which literally says to end the curse, finish the game. Did it say that? Yeah. Wor- I must have been looking at my phone. I missed that part. Because <laughs> I think they're worried about the aunt coming home and finding monkeys in the kitchen. <laughs> so that's their motivate. That's their motivating factor. Is like right. we've got to get this cleared up before aunt comes home. For our saucy aunt comes back with another man, <laughs> <laughs> with another male visitor. Is that why she got a big house yeah. with so yeah. many rooms? You little- know I love entertaining. <laughs> a pack of monkeys is really such a cock block. <laughs> Um, so they agree to keep playing and the next curse that oh. comes out is that friggin' lion that's got like a really narrow face and is really alarming and doesn't really do much just like every language like strokes yeah. <laughs> strokes his tail along yeah. the piano for effect and then spends the rest of the movie just like in the bed yeah well lions do sleep for like 23 hours a day well so They're it's just digesting their so it's accurate yeah. but it's like he likes your taste you better move post haste and then he's just like lying in bed all oh. day <laughs> he likes your bedstead yeah <laughs> And with the lion comes a man, and not just any man. No. Who should it be but little Alan Parrish all uh, grown up? Yeah, my old twinkly eyes. And I've yeah. got old blue eyes. Say who uh, Robin Williams' eyes reminds me of. <laughs> Jeff's dad. <laughs> what, really? Yeah. Yeah. I can see that. Interesting. He's got very okay. lovely twinkly eyes. Yeah. Oh. Kind eyes. I'll, yeah. I hope he's listening. I'll yeah, pass that dad, on if not. He's definitely got a twinkle in his eye. Okay, I've got another poem. The Lion's Share. He'll cut his hair. The hunter's like, I'll see you there. <laughs> so we get the, the lion and um, Alan Parrish comes out at the same time along with the lion. Um, 
Alan Parrish is still like in the mindset of a child, even though he spent 26 mm. years in the jungle and listening to those drums all yeah. day. <laughs> I mean, you, you'd be bonkers. Yeah. And oh, developmentally just, stunted. You yeah. would just have gone. Yeah, absolutely not. Absolutely You wouldn't crackers. have spoken for 25 years. I mean, only well, to he, the hunter. Yeah, only mm. him and Van Pelt. They seem yeah. to have some history. A little mm. chemistry. <laughs> <laughs> Um, well, it's funny we mentioned Van Pelt because did you notice anything odd about him? Well, he seemed to be getting a darker skin tone throughout the film. You <laughs> that. That? Like his makeup was all over the place. Yeah. In some scenes, he was like almost like a different race. Like when it showed his hand emerging, <laughs> yeah. from, it was like a, a yeah, black person's was, hand. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I was like, is that the cop? <laughs> No, it's it's the hunter. No, He's well, definitely white. What's the real answer? Um, he is the same actor as the dad, as Alan Parrish's dad. Oh, oh my god! It's the same actor. Wow, symbolism. Right. Well, he is yeah. strangely English, and and throughout the movie, <laughs> aggressively English, he, he, he says things that harken back to mm. the dad. So. Like, I'm skipping ahead a bit, but like right... be a man. Yeah, yeah right yeah. at the end, he's like, you finally learn how to mm. be a man, which is something that his dad always said. Oh, my so God. So there's an extra layer there. Act two. I kind of think of Act Two as just a series of mm-hmm. curses. Yeah. This is where the plot gets more like, let's rely on the game itself yeah. just yeah. to have some you well, know, beats. We have a bit of comic relief, don't we, from the cop? Quiet. Well, it's the cop having a bad day trope, yeah, which I yeah, love yeah, in yeah. any movie. Because he's just got his car. And it's usually an African-American cop that's having <laughs> yeah. the bad day. Because it's they, they they handle it better than a white cop. <laughs> oh, come on. Oh, you got to be kidding me. Yeah, a white, a white cop would go fucking yeah, it'd crazy. Just, it'd just pull the gun out. Yeah, yeah start shooting people at will. I do like in Jumanji how they set all this fantastical stuff in the real world and you see... The, the repercussions. The, yeah. the heroin addicts are frazzled by the end of this film. <laughs> it really wreaks havoc on the town. Right. I mean, there's like a lion languishing around, <laughs> stroking pianos all yeah. over town. We also uh, start to see a little bit more of the romance element of this well, movie. Well, let's which, dive in there. Well, so Alan Parrish, they need to continue the game as yeah. it started in the 60s. And that means not only does Alan Parrish need to take part, but also a little cherub a little German craftwork German craftwork oh I've been wondering when you were going to ask me to play that game let's uh, how you say get to it Uh, so they find Sarah Um, she's she's become very deeply deeply traumatised by her experience like really she spent 2000 hours in therapy she's so deeply traumatized she's become a medium god have mercy on her soul (laughs) she begrudgingly agrees to play the game she's like fine and um eventually agrees to play it so they they continue there is um yeah a series of plot devices here i wrote down hunter um giant vaginal flower (laughs) the georgia o'keefe set piece um, stampede, mm-hmm. which is like fine. Like they set off the stampede, <coughs> and the stampede just goes through the house and doesn't really affect them oh, at all. The yeah. Until house. the pelican comes along and like gobbles uh, up yes, the board yes. and like goes off to the nearest river. I don't know how they find that pelican, but sure enough, they yeah, track they it track down. It very yeah. <laughs> so we just go from set piece to set piece, really. Um, but speaking of the curses, I have a question. 
Oh. For you two. Which of the curses is, do you think is either more disturbing or like more of a nuisance? Like which one would you really not like to face? Those monkeys would piss me off, I reckon. Mm. Troublesome. Hard to control. Hard to control. And they're also organized. Well, they work in gangs, yeah. which I don't like. A pack. <laughs> pack gangs of monkeys. Of monkeys. Rudy? Uh, probably the vagina flower. Yeah. Yeah. For me as well, that's strikes a chord. Mm. Well, it was pretty brutal later in the film when little Dunst gets uh, shot in the neck. I thought that too. Oh my God. I was like, that's quite... She's not going to be in Spider-Man 4. quite intense. Look out for it. I also thought that the giant mosquitoes would be because that actually is the one that causes the most lasting damage because you keep mm-hmm. hearing reports throughout the movie like 50 people and like yeah. it's causing seizures like yeah. severe and like seizures. road traffic accidents yeah. yeah so i think that would actually be the most harmful out of them all because it's stampede you can kind of control at the end of the day but mosquitoes i mean they're going to do their own thing mm. they don't give a fuck uh, easily killed though they're the most killable they're the most killable yes mm. but they can pierce glass which is pretty pretty frightening. Um, which one would you like to have on command to use at will? That giant vagina. <laughs> <laughs> Do I need to explain why? <laughs> what, to send against my enemies? <laughs> uh, yes, I'm going to sure. send you a gift. It's a giant plant vag. <laughs> Do not fuck it. <laughs> Look, it's my favorite vag. <laughs> don't touch it. I don't know why I'm sending it to you, actually. <laughs> Um, I would like to have on command the typhoon. Yeah, <laughs> that's a pretty good one. Monsoon at will. Yeah. Just when you're like, it's getting a bit dry out. <laughs> Especially in Australia, like, fuck, you know, when there's a, a big bushfire, I'd like to be the monsoon man. Right. Call him up. <laughs> That'd be Jeff's monsoons. You know? Yeah, Jeff's monsoons. <laughs> Jeff's monsoons and sons. Yeah, and sons. Um, I think I would I'm not sure actually I feel like one that would be quite good for a distraction is like bats (laughs) if you just need if you like really put your foot in it at work and you really need something to like distract from the situation just like a horde of bats here come the bats (laughs) Rasheen you can't keep using the bats (laughs) so we go from set piece to set piece the main point is that we need to friggin finish this game yeah, already we get to a point where they're they're in this attic uh about to kind of finish the game they're getting very close now and the next curse is quicksand which for me was the most comical <laughs> curse because robin williams like sinks into the floor right. and then it stops at face level yeah. and i that for me was like the funniest set piece of the movie i would like to get out of the floor <laughs> please that should have been the the poster of the film <laughs> Yeah. Jumanji, but with no explanation, just like a really close-up shot of that. Face. <laughs> yeah. Got another poem at this point. Face stuck firmly in the floor. A monsoon strikes. Don't open the door. So by this point, the aunt and the cop are, you know, something's up. Teamed up. up. Sparking. <laughs> so there's, I think they're still up there. Um, they're sparking. Um, they're flirting away and they're also very concerned about the children because there's a lot of like there's a lot of weird stuff no, going on in town they're not like they don't question or process or unpack what's happening no it's like, oh your car just got dragged off the road by a giant poison ivy imagine okay <laughs> imagine sarah had to have two thousand hours of therapy just after the bats oh, God. imagine after 12 curses like 
And Alan Parrish has been in there for 26 years. 24 You just wouldn't, you would never recover. Like, but no, Alan's like, he's got, he's pretty well adjusted. He's got some intimacy issues. Right. And that's it. Right. Yeah. Other and that, he's pretty normal. He's pretty I'll normal. I'll take that. That's not bad for 25 <laughs> years of, yeah. Oh, but I'm sure, game. you know, it's the adrenaline, Rudy. Right. I'm sure it'll all come out once it things start to calm down. All night, every night. Well, speaking of Van Pelt, he shows up again. He's just ravenous, isn't he? He's been to a gun shop. He's got a new, and he's very well adjusted <laughs> oh, as well. Actually, this is my favorite quote of the film. Thank you for bringing it up. <laughs> when he buys this massive machine gun, and the guy looks at him, he's like, "You're not a postal worker, right?" <laughs> <laughs> the only explanation for his like African wilderness yeah, right. getup. I love that. His hat, man. I want that hat to be honest. What, like a so you can look like a colonialist. <laughs> Yeah, but it's a classic. It's like an ivory. It's a classic. (laughs) Again, a classic get up. (laughs) I'd love to wear that to like Halloween one year. Yeah. Just got back from Leopoldville. Act three. Act three. So we're getting close now. We're coming to the grand finale. There is a a face off, a literal face off between father figure. What's he called? Van Damp. Van Pelt. Van Pelt. Van Pelt. Van Damp. And man child. Van Damp. <laughs> Van Halen. <laughs> he, Van was, he was in everything in the early 90s. Yeah. Van Halen. Yeah. <laughs> um, so there's a face off between Van Halen and Robin Williams. And uh, Robin Williams casts the die one final time. It falls into the basement, lands on a two. And isn't that just the magic ticket to get that piece it's very matrix the center this moment where yeah. the, it was at the exact right moment where the bullet is dispersed out of the gun right. and sucked right yeah. back in it is very it was matrix first, that like, was the first. Yeah. Yeah. do you yeah. think do you think they uh, actually stole that from Jumanji? i think the wachowski siblings looked at this did they mm. come up with anything original <laughs> yeah, yeah, too. Yeah. <laughs> apart from rebranding keanu reeves as a sci-fi superhero no no nothing <laughs> All right, so I've got one final poem. The game is done. The deed is did. Wait, don't I recognize those kids? You sound very South African right then. (laughs) The deed is did. Just call me Elon Musk. (laughs) I'll call you Van Pelt. He he, he has some very South African energy, I will say. Mm. Um, So I didn't didn't remember how this, this film ended. And I was shocked. Time travel. Yeah, I could, it was very, again, Back it, to the Future. But it messes up the whole space-time continuum. It's but just, it's the same as Back to the Future, you know? It's the exact same um, like time travel premise where they go, they fix something that shouldn't have happened in the past. Because that whole thing with Alan shouldn't have happened because then mm. the, the, the kid's parents died. The town was a friggin' shambles. He never got to repair his relationship with his dad. So by not going into Jumanji and completing that game they actually fix the timeline. But what's sad about that is that Judy and Peter don't recognize. Yeah, and, and it's it's funny to see their reactions later, uh, you know, decades later, when they meet the kids that they've had such a relationship <coughs> yeah. with. And they're like weirdly excited to meet yeah. them. Oh my Those God. poor parents. Were Just like, like I remember you. Let's get them away from these two weirdos. <laughs> so, but that is interesting that like, that's how Jumanji will always end. You get, you could, you are in danger of getting sucked into the game. But then once the game finishes, you just go back 
to the start but you've mm. got all those memories and all that trauma right. and then you have to live your entire life in the body of a child well, i was thinking do you think they were banging like they're adults just in kids bodies probably i mean but that brings up a lot of questions about consent oh it's just a whole it's a it's, it's a much. minefield it's an absolute minefield and it's like imagine like having to go back 25 years and do it all over again oh god Ugh. well it'd be all right for alan because he's never experienced it but for poor yeah. old sarah yeah. my god mm. she's already paid for two thousand hours <laughs> yeah. of therapy how many more thousands of hours she's got, she a, she's got a medium business she's not made of money <laughs> you're just thinking about a small business you're always really... for the little guy yeah. but at least... I just, i'm sticking up with the small business yeah. <laughs> at least her boyfriend is like heir to the shoe fortune well which will never <laughs> the bottom will never fall out of american manufactured shoes <laughs> mid-market <laughs> um and the the film ends quite nicely as it begun with uh the jumanji board and drums Shoot, emanating washed up on a beach, yeah. up on a beach and drums emanating because i is that Muse? <laughs> I am drawn by this. Do I hear Radiohead? Sound. No, no, no. That's Muse. <laughs> it's like a lesser Radiohead. <laughs> <laughs> you guys not, might not get it, but your kids will love it. <laughs> All right. So Jumanji, what did we think? Thoughts? You know comments? what? <coughs> Fun. Fun. If I was Roger Ebert back in the day, that would have been my one-word review. And it was interesting because back in the day, all the critics basically panned it. It got like yeah, I remember it was it got ripped. thirty-seven yeah. on Metacritic. And watching yeah. it today, I thought, actually, no, yeah. you guys need to put a sock in it. I also thought the same. And I wonder if it's like because I've got rose-colored glasses, looking back on something I used to like. But like watching it again, I thought it was really like strong. Yes, the plot is thin, but. If you go along with the conceit of it being a video game or like a board game or whatever, yeah, you know, let it play. It's fun. Mm-hmm. Fun, I tell you. Yeah, I agree. Rudy? Um, yeah, it's a good romp. Um, fun? Like, there isn't, like, the plot is just a, se- a series of curses, though, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Not much of a fruit line. But I get- they're, they're very well done. <laughs> they're very well done. <laughs> very, well yeah. executed. very well executed. Don't put words in his mouth. Fun. <laughs> but yeah, it kind of, it lacked a heart. Because um, I disagree. Because well, there, there was a resolution for um, poor old Alan, uh, like Judy and Peter. They were just kind of there as vessels. But they so, get their parents back. Yeah, but that's just like the very last part of a very tiny third act, where and they weren't even that, like didn't seem they were that affected by the fact their parents had died a week ago. Mm. They were like pretty fine about it. They're making and jokes. they're like yeah, they're making jokes about it. Like they weren't particularly upset. Like it wasn't, there was no emotion invested in those two characters, in spite of the fact their parents just died. It was like that was just put in there for like a lazy resolution. Uh, so I disagree. I actually think because they bring up that Peter hasn't spoken to anyone since their parents died and that yeah. she lies all the time. And they also kind of make Sarah and Alan like the surrogate parents throughout the movie to the mm. point where Peter is like looking for like approval from Alan when he does a good job on stuff. And then they're almost like talking to Alan, like you need to be softer with Peter. Like, so it's, he's looking for the surrogate father figure. So I think there is like a heart to it. I think that they're I, looking uh, for parents. Compare and contrast to Sam Neill in Jurassic Park. 
Mm. That's a surrogate father figure. Right, that's, well, I mean, we can't all Got be Sam Neill in yeah. Jurassic Park. Well, I wonder we? if there's a parallel. I wish we could, Rudy, but we can't. <laughs> Joe Johnston was the director of Jurassic Park 3. Roundly panned. Mm. Was that the one with Sam Neill back in it? Sam Neill was back, yeah. baby. Okay. <laughs> <Correct>. Remember? <laughs> Look at Irish chick. <laughs> <laughs> Um, I really enjoyed this was one of my favorite rewatches I think on the podcast because Mm. I I couldn't I did remember it but I I can't yeah it uh, it was a good refresh and I watching it back I was just like this has bloody everything this has got romance Mm -hmm. it's got a family a family element to it it's got action it's got nature uh it's it's got like such a weird story it's just such an odd premise um and I love that it's so mysterious. It's got like good element of mystery to it as well. Yeah. It's just a really banging kids film, I think. That very entertaining. And um, did you find it bone chilling? Uh, yes, I. The hair stand up on the back of your neck a few times. Uh, so I, for me, the most bone chilling part was the the lion stroking the piano. <laughs> oh hello! <laughs> it was so stylistic. That, that is bone chilling. That would chill my bones. Now, Roisin, apart from the word fun, you took the words right out of my mouth. Mm. It had everything romance, adventure, fantasy, Van Pelt. I thought it was great. And you know what? I'm going to jump straight ahead to the rating. How am I rating this? Well, how many curses out of 12 are we going to give this? (laughs) I will give it eight curses out of 12. Nice. Rudy? Um, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna lowball and go five. Oh, Rudy's such a difficult, a fun time not to be had. Difficult by mistress. Rudy. Um, I'm gonna. You know what? I'm gonna give it an eight as well. Thank Maybe you. even eight and a half. If oh, we, I didn't endorse that. Uh, also, one final point. There was an actual Jumanji board game that I had when I was a kid. Oh my word! Oh, that was such an obvious match. It yeah. was. <laughs> yeah, true. It was so. <laughs> fucking cool you had like a deck of cards that just looked like um like gibberish but then they were in the center of the board game you could put the cards like under this dome like this plastic dome that was a certain color that would like reveal what it said on the card and it was all like like little rhymes like it is on the card and then you would have to pick like it would be like the vaginal flower and then you have to like pick the vaginal flower and you have to roll a certain number or something to escape it. It was really, really fun and like a staple part of my childhood. So you know what? I might give Jumanji nine curses Mate, out of 12 just for the friggin' board game, which was, again, like the special effects, very well executed. Bring back the tie-ins. I want a fucking Furby Jumanji. <laughs> <laughs> Let's all get Furbies. <laughs> Well, thank you for joining us for another episode of VHS and Chill. We will be back with more romps and maybe even some more curses. TriStar Pictures presents Robin Williams.